This is the Sunday Times Politics Weekly, where every week we unpack the big political stories of the week. Uh, I'm Mike Siluma, and thanks for joining us. This week on, on the Politics Weekly, we look at the question of ethnicity or tribalism, some people might call it, in South African politics, particularly in the ruling ANC. Of course, we'll, we'll also discuss the danger that it poses to nation-building. Now, at the weekend, uh, Dr. Zuelim Kize, who is a presidential hopeful in the forthcoming ANC elective uh, conference, uh, held a function at his house uh, in KZN, which was deemed to be the formal launching of his presidential challenge in the ANC. Here's what one of the organizers of the event had to say. The one who's speaking now is Tumsan Tere from Impende in Guazulu Natal under Chief Simpiwe Zuma. As we come from Johannesburg to attend this ceremony where we were invited by Kabazela, who's helping his son to, in the process of getting married and taking a wife, what we are saying is let's be strong as Zulu people and we must come together. Our country has been ruined, but as Zulu and Namara people, we can fix it. It's been ruined, but not beyond repair. We can still fix it. I thank you as I'm here with my own Izindunas. We, we are all of us from the hostels in Johannesburg. We are saying it's time for Kabazela to take the reins. And we are saying to those in power, it's time they give others a chance. When people zone, and I quote, in two years' time, Eskim's problems will be a thing of the past. People won't even remember load shedding. Unquote. They put saliva on the paper. I'm in charge. That's why these fools are running around here. I'm in charge. And then they share that zone. Point of order, Chaperson. Order, Chaperson. Point of order, ruling party by point of order. Must step aside within 30 days. No, I'm not going to apologize. He has no brains whatsoever. The NC president was sabotaged again yesterday. Well, sabotage, that can be This is not a shit. Let's welcome our guest this time, uh, Dr. Figile Vilagazi, who joins us again. She's the, a, a lecturer in public policy and political science at the University of Guazulu-Natal, as well as Sunday Times politics editor, Sbonga Gonke Shoba. Hey, welcome to the both of you. Thank you. Thank you for, for inviting us. Thank you very much. What set us on this path uh, of looking at this aspect of our politics, the mobilization or the use of ethnicity as a political base, was uh, an event that happened at uh, Dr. Zuelim Kize's home uh, in KZN at the weekend, which was covered uh, by, by Mr. Shoba's team. Sh- shall we start with with you, uh, let's just recap. Dr. Zuelim Kize, at some point he was almost seen as the rising star or the or the or a serious challenger for the presidency, you know, especially when he was a health minister at the height of uh, of the of the COVID pandemic. Everyone was saying this man is presidential material potentially. Now, what what is his current position now? You are correct, but my Dr. Mkize 
he had uh, built quite um, a reputation for himself as a health minister, given his knowledge of the portfolio and, and how he handled the, the, the COVID-19 uh, pandemic. There were a lot of people who were who saw in him as some kind of a presidential candidate. And there was already talk that if the current president was to go out looking for a deputy, uh, Dr. Mkize was, was likely going to be uh, one of the people whose names was going to be high on the list. So, yeah, he, he was a man who was um, destined for, for bigger things until um, the digital vibes scandal broke out and, and, and then the president had to take action against him. What what would you say is his ambition as things stand now? Because you know you know ANC politicians tend to say, ah, well, if if you ask them directly, you know, would you like uh, to be president? They'll say, ah, oh, no, I'm a disciplined member of the movement, and uh, I will go wherever the branches send me. You know, kind of thing. But but we know they don't really mean it. What is his his ambition right now? Is he wanting to be deputy president of the country? Is he wanting to be president? Is he wanting to be somewhere at the top, maybe, you know, a post in the top six? From the time Dr. Mkize was a provincial politician in KZN, many commentators uh, were of the view that his talent was wasted there and that Dr. Mkize was a national leader and, 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 and his skills and knowledge would be put into better use at, at national level. And we remember that um, in 2012, he was then elected to the position of Treasurer General of the ANC. And everyone who, who knew him or people who were familiar with Dr. Mkiza and his ambitions were saying that this is a step to the bigger position. And, and, and he always had that ambition to, to, to become president. Um, and uh, what is his ambition now, Pramayek? <laughs> It, it it depends who you talk to, but the, the people who are closest to him, um, Pramayka, are saying that um, Dr. Mkize wants to be accommodated in the top six of the ANC. So what, what you do, Pramayka, is that you aim higher so that you fall uh, comfortably um, in the middle where where you, you feel most comfortable. But so this, the, the campaign will start off, will kick off as some kind of a presidential campaign to show that he has support and to show that um, the other candidates who may want to raise their hands, whether it's the, it's the incumbent president or, or someone else, will then re- recognize Dr. Mkise's support that uh, this is the man that we I need in order for myself to secure the presidency, and then during horse trading, then there will be those discussions, and and then Tuzamkize might end up being accommodated either as deputy president or as national chair, uh, whichever position is deemed appropriate at the time. The, but of course, he has to deal with his legal uh, obstacles first. Presumably, he would have to address that question. Of course, but Mike, um, it's a question that is not going away. Um, uh, every weekend, we, we we learn something more something new about what happened um, around that uh, communications tender that was awarded to to that company called Digital Vibes. And, and, and it's, his, um, it's, a, it's a dark cloud over his head. And um, there are people who have the view that the, the reason why he, he has this ambition right now that he's embarking on it at this particular point is to is also to to show um, whoever is in charge that um, I've got support, and if you touch me, you risk um, a situation where a lot of people are going to get angry. We know what happened when um, another uh, KZN politician 
was sent to 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 prison by Mike. There was um, there was riots and there was looting and there was all those things. And people are saying that he's mobilizing community, mobilizing support. And um, and some of the people that have said in, meet, in private meetings that has been addressed by Dr. Mkize are alleging that he claims that the reason why um, all these things are coming out is because there is um, a political cons- conspiracy to stop him from becoming uh, a president. So it, it means that seed has already been um, <clears throat> planted uh, so that um, when whenever... Uh, any kind of action is taken against him, um, there, there, there might be people who may rise and say, um, <clears throat> this is a political conspiracy, uh, these um, are just uh, flimsy charges, and they will, the aim is to stop Dr. Mkiza from becoming president of this mm, country. Mm. Hey, Dr. Vilagazi, would, would you like to come in here? From what this is, 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 is telling us, Dr. Mkiza is not a person without baggage in terms of the accusations you know, that have been leveled uh, at him in relation to the digital vibe scandal. Now, in, in another environment, we might say any top politician facing those kinds of serious charges should not even be considering standing for public office or, or for political office in a political organization. The, the, or is that a foreign, maybe uh, foreign-imposed uh, consideration or a very important ethical issue that we as South Africans should be confronting. Thank you very much, uh, Mike. I really think that it's a, it's perhaps the latter, right? I think it's a very serious ethical issue that um, we should be worried about as South Africans, in fact. Um, I mean, if you look at the step-aside policy of the African National Congress, which has been a highly contested issue in the public domain recently, which clearly um, seeks to make sure that people or members of the ANC um, who have allegations over their shoulders and their head, like it is with, uh, with Dr. Uzulim Kize, in terms of the digital vibe scandal and, and, and others scandals as well, shouldn't even be thinking about standing for political office. You know, and they do the opposite. And, and for me, there are a number of issues that come into mind in terms of ethical leadership. First of all is our constitution, you know, section 96 of the constitution clearly speaks to the fact that uh, ministers uh, should not be found wanting when it comes to the ethical code that they are bound by, you know, in terms of benefiting um, from, from, from the proceeds of tenders and, and things like that. And he has you know, he's is alleged to have done that. So there's an ethical question. There's an issue of critical trust as well. There's a question of reciprocity here. If he is uh, looking at possibilities of wanting to stand for presidency, there's something about character that he would need, of course, uh, need to need to work on. But more than that, an act of voting from on the side of the electorates, an act of standing up and saying we are going to appoint you, whether it is coming from the branches of the ANC or the general public of South Africa, we are going to vote you into presidency, is, a, is, is, is an act of reciprocity because someone would have done something perhaps you know, to deserve that level of reciprocity from society. And when you look at the issues of corruption that are surrounding people like Utogotela Uzwelim Kize, as allegations as they are now, um, you know, my, my sense is that I think it begins to then 
uh, weaken possibilities of him even getting the possibility of being the president. Okay, so that's the one thing. The ethical question is very, very serious in the political of South Africa as we speak now, particularly the issue of critical trust. We need to work very, very hard to regain the trust of citizens if one has to go for that kind of high office. And the second issue is that which you spoke about earlier, whether there's some kind of influence elsewhere or not. I'm, I'm not necessarily going to answer the question, but I would perhaps just look at the history of tribalism in our politics, right? And how it has influenced our politics even since apartheid and how then people like continue to mobilize um, segments like Amabuto for his support. It's not something of today. It started many, many years ago. We know, for instance, I will reference Inguza Hill Massacre, right? And the struggle of the Pondoland. The people of Pondoland in the 50s, we know that the apartheid government had, um, you know, utilized the same strategy of, of tribalism, divide and rule strategy through the something that was called the Bantu Authority Act of 1951, which gave chiefs and, and you know, uh, more power to be able to manage what, what you call the Bantu stands at that time or the homelands. And of course, the people of Pondoland were saying, you are actually not giving power to, to Black people. You are not giving power to Black leadership. But in fact, we are tokenizing our chiefs. You know, and, and of course, then there they, they were incentives in terms of money, in terms of positions, in terms of power. That is the same politic that we have seen then happening. This, I can come closer home. That is why we had the revolts of the 1980s within the Freedom Party, where we had the Zulus and the Cossacks fighting amongst themselves and so on. It started even many, many years with the formation of the African National Congress itself, when Obaba Opik's legacy early in, in, in the 1900s, you know, um, after imperial Parliament of Britain, we'll remember that the Imperial Parliament of Britain, when it first signed the very first constitution of South Africa, which was signed by, by the House of Commons in Britain, which, which, which sort of authorized the, the Union of South Africa. At that very moment, Upix Legaseme stood up and say, you know, this demon of racialism, this aberration of the post-surfing of feuds, the animosity that exists between the Zulus and the Tsongas, between Basutus and every native must be buried up and forgotten because it has shared amongst us sufficient blood. We are one people and these divisions and these jealousies are just the cause of all the wars and all our backwardness and ignorance today. And that was in the early 1900s. We've seen it showing itself up in the 50s, in the 60s with the Moza uh, Hill massacre. We've seen it happening in the 80s with Nkata Freedom Party. We are, we've seen it happening with the, in, within the leadership of Ubaba Ujacob, um, former President Jacob Zuma as well, mobilizing Amabuto for, for his support in Wazulu Natal. Ubaba Uzulim Kizotokotela is doing the same thing. So, uh, uh, um, uh, Dr. Vlegas, I, I wanted us because some, some, some people might not know wha- what we're talking about when we're saying that Dr. Mkiza is doing the same thing. So, if, if you don't mind, can, can, I, can, can I ask uh, Smong, I want you to just come in and tell us what happened on the weekend. Uh, at, at Dr. Mkize, and then we will come back to, to you know, to, to the implications thereof. Certainly. Yes, but Mike, so at the weekend last Saturday, um, uh, Dr. Mkize's uh, son, Dani Mabun, uh, had a, a traditional wedding at uh, Dr. Mkize's house in Willowfontaine. Then they started issuing invitations to the media and um, to say that Dr. Mkize will 
will make uh, some kind of an announcement. And, and, and we thought that um, it would be just because some kids are making an announcement um, or the sidelines of, the, of his uh, son's wedding. But it turns out that they had gathered a number of traditional leaders, including Mabuto, the way Zizinduna, which is acceptable. Um, but what what we found to be very strange, Mike, was when Zizinduna um, uh, were then given a platform to then endorse um, uh, Dr. Mkize. I can endorse anyone as a, as a citizen, but it was in the language it was used there, Mike. And uh, it, it was kind of a language that says that um, uh, Zulus must come together and unite and, and, and support uh, uh, Dr. Mkize. And, the, the, and, and one gentleman said that uh, <laughs> meaning that um, uh, Zulus must just come together and, and it must be a Zulu program um, to make sure that Dr. Mkize um, ascend to, 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 to some kind of, 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 maybe for the presidency, I, I, I don't know. And, and which is dangerous politics, as Ms. Velagazi has stated. And, and it's the dangerous politics that we have seen um, from the early uh, 1900s, as she stated, but became more pronounced during the time of Jacob Zuma. And you may remember, Mike, that that's how Jacob Zuma campaign from the onset. You remember the 100% um, uh, Zulu boy uh, t-shirts that were, were to, people were wearing outside courts when they went to, to see him. So it, 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 it seems as if um, Dr. Mkize has, has become so desperate for the position or to be elected that he is started to adopt uh, that strategy. Um, his people are over saying that he has seen a gap uh, that there is no leader in the ANC who can uh, command th- that constituency and have a discussion with Amabu to have a discussion with Zinduna or walk into a hostel and be welcomed by the by, by, by the leadership of, of, of that area. And, and it is dangerous politics. And we know what that politics has, 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 has done, not just in this country. We know the results of what happened in Rwanda uh, when people mobilize people around uh, uh, ethnicity. And, and, and that, 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 that seems to be the, the route that, that Dr. Mkize is taking. And um, and I must say that it, it should be condemned. And and I I, I was sitting and watching the, these videos, and I thought when Tosam Kiz is given an opportunity, he will say something about this and condemn it and say, uh, no, that's not how we're supposed to um, um, run or such campaigns or, or in public platform. But Bramaiko, I think he is he he is he has uh, seen this um, kind of campaigning. As a low-hanging fruit, and 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 you see the kind of people that he's mobilizing are people who sort of agrees with him. Can I make it just a, a, one other example? Um, there was an election in um, in Musajada region, uh, which is the area around the Richards Bay and Banging. They elected new leaders, and those leaders um, support Dr. Mkize. And 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 one of them who is a, 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 a regional secretary, his name is Kosinati Kulu was interviewed by a local radio station in Devon. And, 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 and the guy speaks as if he was not inducted into Congress politics. Why the ANC was formed? What are the founding principles of the ANC? That famous speech by Dr. Um, by Isaga Seme, um, uh, it seems the, it's a speech that he has never read, never heard of. It. And he talks about why they, they need to support Jacob Zuma and go and, and, and defend him in court. And he, he then says, 
before Zuma became president, the ANC was seen as a Tosa party, which I found to be bizarre to come out of the mouth of a leader of an ANC who has been elected by delegates of the ANC to lead them. And Dr. Mkize knows that um, they are those people who've been elected in those positions, and those people do not understand the founding principles of the ANC, and those are the people that are going to assist him to ascend. It is very dangerous. He is supposed to be the one who is teaching them about the, the, the founding principles of the ANC and, 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 and the importance of uniting all races, all tribes, and uh, he's not doing that. Mm. Dr. Vilagas, we put a pause on, 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 on you while you were outlining the history uh, of how the ANC has tried to push back, to roll back you know, the problem of, uh, of, of ethnicity or, 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 or tribalism. Um, the, but but an, an, an added element that I wanted you to, to elaborate on is why ethnicity is proving to be persistent. In, in, the, in, 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 in the ANC, despite the history of trying to push it back? It is persistent because it has proven over time to be one of the tools of campaigning that uh, seemed to work for people who have been in power, like uh, the former president, Jacob Zuma, has really utilized the tool of tribalism to, to gain um, power in, in the ANC and in the leadership, particularly in the region of um, in the province of KwaZulu-Natal. And of course, like he's saying, I mean, there have been claims within the African National Congress when Ubaba Nelson Mandela was the leader that um, it has become a, a, a closer party. It's highly problematic, right, to speak in those, in those kinds of tongues. Um, it's factional also um, and, and highly dangerous for politics of democracy in a sense that uh, just looking at uh, the NC itself, I mean, it has got a constitution, section 25, that condemns that kind of behavior um, that says any leader of the NC should not be seen to actually be addressing only its own faction. Uh, you know, even uh, at the Teguini Regional Elective Conference, he was seen addressing a faction of his own, which is the Radical Economic Transformation Faction. And, and so, 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 the issue then of tribalism continues and persists itself in that sense. And I want to bring in also perhaps the radical economic transformation ideological speak in this particular case where I, I think you will remember uh, and, and, and that there was an instance where Umama Ulindu Sisulu, for example, if I may bring her in into this conversation, where she indicated that the current leadership um, that runs the country seems to not free itself from the agenda of colonization, you know, making those kinds of, of allegations. And I think then the issue of tribalism and sticking so, to certain ethnic groups within the African National, National Congress, particularly the radical economic transformation faction, is seen then as a stance of decolonization, decolonizing the politics of the African National Congress and perhaps reclaiming um, that pan-Africanist agenda that was at the center of the formation of the ANC in 1912 or the African Natives National Congress, which the radical economic transformation claims that is something that has been lost in the psyche of the African National Congress and of course, therefore in the psyche of the nation. So aligning with tribalism, um, problematically so and ironically so, is something then that is seen to be sort of decolonizing and the rising leadership of the red um, 
is sort of then utilizing those kinds of spaces like Utokotela Mkiz is utilizing of mobilizing Amabuto, mobilizing a tribal spaces and tribal authorities to be able to bring back that Africanness, so what you call Pan-Africanism within the African National Congress. Because the leaders of today or the other faction, Yaga, Yaga, Yaga Honorable President Zerodamaposa, which is the recovery, renewal faction, is seen as neoliberal, right? As a faction that would rather sit with business on the table and is seen to be selling out, therefore, to, to agendas of modernization. So that is, for me, something that I... I think is what keeps a tribalism to persist, Abramic, within the ANC. It has worked for them, you know. Yeah, I'm. I'm going to ask the, the same question of you and of uh, of Sbongagonke. Now, if you look at a, a, the ANC's constitution itself, the way the voting happens, the way the blocks, particularly on a provincial basis, because that that's how they. The, the, in the end, you know, that it's a question of, of which province prefers what. That's why a lot of people in KZN would tend to say they want their own person in the top six, but they don't mean a, their own person ideologically. They mean someone from KZN, probably someone who is Zulu speaking. Now, it is not the way that the ANC constitution still works encouraging that. So that if you're saying, uh, what are the you know? But if you go by province, you know people are able in KZN to mobilize around that, so that the the politics and the ethnicity overlap. So you're never quite sure what the person is talking about. For example, when they say, "Hey, look, in the top six, we need to have our own person." Some other people could actually be meaning we need a Zulu-speaking person there. We can't have a top six without a. Or if they say we want our own person to be president, they might be meaning not ideologically, but meaning from an ethnic point of view. Shouldn't, do, wouldn't you say the ANC maybe needs to rethink the way it's structured so that it makes it more difficult for people who want to organize along ethnic uh, lines to succeed? Yeah, shall, shall, shall I ask this of you first, Smongagwenke? Uh, yes, brother. If you, if you look at the, at the discussion uh, documents of the ANC, I can't remember whether it is organizational renewal. It, it talks about of the electoral reforms within the ANC and there is a proposal um, to give um, ordinary members um, a more say in, in terms of uh, the election of, of leaders. Uh, they are saying that um, the proposal is that it should, they should have more powers than just to elect a delegate who goes to, to represent them. But the, 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 the root of the problem, Mike, is that power is now concentrated to powerful regional and provincial leaders. And those are the people who um, who have more say in, um, in, 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 in what happens and, 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 and what happens at national conferences. That is why the, the leaders um, of, of that have been chosen in the past few years, it's people who come from those provinces. So, so there was something that was called the, 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 the Chairman's Forum. Uh, it was late, later then called the Premier League because it was a group of, of provincial chairmen who would sit down and then take a decision about who should uh, become the next leader and who should occupy what position. And that takes the power away from an ordinary member of the ANC who's sitting down in Inanda. In who would want uh, another candidate, but because a group of chairmen have sat down somewhere 
and taking a decision that actually the president is going to be Bramaik and the deputy is going to be Sibonga Shoba. And then they give the, the instruction uh, to the delegates. And, and that has been the, 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 the main uh, uh, problem that has uh, really led to the ANC not electing people because they are capable and they have the capacity, they have a, a moral standing in society, and they are ethic, they're ethical leaders. They, they get elected because their friends have decided that it's their turn to lead which has been the main uh, problem coming to the issue of provinces. So that has also led to a situation where um, provinces will then want to be represented in that structure. And um, if you remember, Bramaik, to, talk, to go back to the points of Wazunatal, they were the biggest losers in Nazrek because they supported Gwazunatal uh, Zuma, but they did not support their own leaders because they were voting according to Slate. So one of their leaders was Senzong Tunu competing for another position. They didn't vote for him, but they wanted to vote for, for that one person that they, that they voted for, which is which is the, the, the reason why someone like Zolum Kuzwede is, is so emboldened now because KZN lost out. What is happening right now is, is the same thing that happened uh, that I was talking about, that, there are leaders in case anyone are sitting down and who are saying who should then go and represent us in the top six. And the reason why he's campaigning so much and mobilizing um, Amabuto and next Gramak is going to be churches. I won't be surprised to us if I see him in church in the coming weeks is to show that he is that person that they should take up to 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 the top six. And, and, and whether that is tribal or it's all about the the interest of that particular area because the complaints that um, ANC leaders, even in Wazun Natal, who are not even aligned to to Tunkize, are saying that there are challenges that they are, the people in Wazun Natal are saying people are taking decisions in the top six. Where are our uh, who are the people who are representing us there? And 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 they are saying that is why they really need to get their person there, which Bramak, I find very problematic that you need to have someone that you can identify with um, whether by language or, or, or by skin color being there because the, the, there's only one ANC and it's, there's one, one constitution of the ANC, there's policies of the ANCs that are, are, are adopted by all the members of the ANC. And then for, 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 for you to say that this party can no longer I, I can no longer relate with this party because of because we are someone that I can relate to is not there. Someone who speaks my language is not there. I find that very problematic, and it it is why there is that uh, it's why the ANC is going to really struggle to deal with the politics of regionalism and and and, and uh, tribalism. Doctor Mkize, the, the last word uh, will go to you. Uh, can 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 the ANC uh, and maybe even the country as a consequence uh, succeed in 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 stamping out ethnicity, ethnicity in our politics? If you have, for example, in its constitution provision for Guazulu uh, Natal, which is predominantly Zulu speaking, or the Eastern Cape, which is predominantly Kosa speaking. Should, should, shouldn't that be reviewed? You know, I actually think that is something that definitely needs to be reviewed because it does deepen uh, tribal divisions. I mean, the ANC 
I mean, why don't we have a woman president in the ANC after 100, more than 100 years of leadership? You know, it's an organization that is rooted in some form of uh, traditionalism. I think, you know, many people would argue that, that, you know, why is the Women's League not, uh, for instance, influencing, um, you know, positions like the presidency? Um, the fact that we could still have uh, people like Dogotela Uzulimpize rising up comfortably and still wanting presidency without necessarily thinking about supporting a, a, a woman president within the African National Congress, perhaps who's not Zulu or Posa. So I, it's because of the manner in which uh, electoral systems are structured within the ANC. It's regionalism, therefore tribalism and ethnicism. So these are things that I think needs to be reviewed um, in the 21st century. Um, the ANC should not be structured in that way because uh, primarily it is a party that is centered around issues of diversity and inclusion and representation of the nation as, as South Africa. So I think it needs to then relook really into the manner in which candidacy um, is, is enabled, particularly to national structures like the top six. It shouldn't be on a regional basis, uh, particularly certainly not on ethnic basis. I think that is a thing of the 20th century. We live in the 21st century. Something needs to change. Mm. Uh, with my guests, uh, I think that's where we will wrap it up uh, on the Sunday Times Politics Weekly this time round. And uh, I would like to thank them, uh, Dr. Figile Vilagazi, who's a lecturer in public policy and political science at the University of Guazulu-Natal, as well, of course, as uh, Sbonga Gwankeshoba, who's the Sunday Times Politics Editor. We really appreciate your time. My name is Mike Siluma. Until next time, stay safe, stay blessed.